Welcome to Milo Time, where we dive into the list of things that Milo loved and spend some time with my beautiful, amazing, awesome, fantastic boy, Milo. Welcome to another episode of Milo Time. Daryl Kessler flying solo today and picking out of a hat of the things that Milo loved. Pulling out today, Defara Pizza. Defara Pizza, for those of you not familiar, is a pizza place that's been in Brooklyn for many, many, many years. It's located, I believe, on Avenue J in Brooklyn and was absolutely Milo's favorite pizza place. But in order to talk about Defara Pizza, I'll need to back up a little bit and talk something about Milo and food. So Milo was a very particular eater from a very young age. And we used to joke that he ate like a mathematician. That is, he had the few things that he liked and he was not what you would generally call creative with his dining. Over time, his palate expanded to include other pretty basic stuff. But when it came time to either creative selections or... uh, creative combinations and food uh, never worked for Milo. He was always very particular, uh, very regimented, and his tastes, frankly, were pretty simple. Um, We talked on an earlier episode about how his movie taste evolved over years, and I did wonder, as I think I mentioned on that episode as well, whether over time as he matured, which he certainly did, um, if his food taste would mature as well. Um, Sadly, it's a mystery left for the ages, but we're going to focus on this episode of Milo Time on those foods that he did love. And we are, again, starting with Defara Pizza, Avenue J, Brooklyn. The reason Defara Pizza is so important to me, uh, Milo played travel baseball for four years for the Brooklyn Huskies, and we played many games in uh, and around all over Brooklyn. And many times our games, our day full of baseball would conclude with a stop at Defara Pizza, usually packed, usually required a wait. And no matter how long the day of baseball was, and it was typically long, double headers lasting five, six hours, we always were patient enough to wait for a pie at Defara Pizza, just absolutely always worth it and always Milo's favorite. Um, other things that Milo loved, other foods in particular, um, loved Peter Luger's steak. Uh, Milo was always a steak eater, plain steak, unadorned. Occasionally, if we made it at home, he would put Worcestershire sauce on it, but loved Peter Luger's. And in fact, I remember the last time we went to Peter Luger's, we went to Peter Luger's when he was treating, and we'd been there enough times before the boys went to camp. We used to go the day before um, that Tommy, the maitre d' there, recognized that Milo was in treatment for something or other. He and I had a sidebar, and Tommy got very emotional about Milo's condition, and uh, let's just say took very good care of us at Peter Luger's that day. Uh, He loved the Bagel Pub plain bagel with cream cheese. Uh, Bagel Pub was a welcome addition to our neighborhood, which I previously viewed as something of a bagel desert. There are a couple of decent bagel places. Some people vouch for La Bagel Delight. Other people a little further south vouch for the bagel hole, 
But for our immediate neighborhood, we were in dire need of a good bagel place. And the bagel pub fit the bill. And a plain bagel with cream cheese, rock solid, consistent with Milo's taste, plain bagel, cream cheese, nothing on the bagel, nothing in the cream cheese. Uh, Special mention in terms of food Milo loved has to go to two things side by side. The sesame chicken at Hunan Delight on Union Street and the beef empanadas from Columbia on Fifth Avenue. Um, These are two places that are particularly near and dear to me because they remained tasty and delicious and frankly highly caloric for Milo as he was treating. I would say that once or twice a week he would have each of those things while he was treating. And for those of you out there who have experience with people who are going through treatments for cancer, one of the great challenges is keeping enough food and calories in their system. We did see Milo lose a fair amount of weight over time, but I have to tip my cap and recognize that the sesame chicken at Hunan Delight and the beef empanadas at Columbia remain delicious to Milo and delicious to me as well and served as uh, really, really important staples in Milo's diet, not only when he was really young and loved them, but also as he uh, got older. Few more shout outs. Milo loved the entranya, the steak dish at Surfish. Surfish was a restaurant that used to be on Fifth Avenue and then moved to Third Avenue much further south into the Gowanus Windsor Terrace area. The entranya there, always delicious. Again, appealing to Milo's regular taste for steak. I mentioned Defara Pizza. Milo also loved pizza from Numero 28. Um, of course, Milo loved Bonnie's Wings. Bonnie's is a famous establishment in our neighborhood, not only because it's right around the corner from where uh, we live, but because the wings there are so outstanding. They've served football Sundays and Super Bowl Sundays and other occasions over the years for so many people. And it's notorious because it is also owned by Buffalo Bills fans. So every Sunday, not only are they dishing out the wings for the neighborhood, but all things Buffalo travel through uh, Bonnie's Wings. And it turns out to be a big viewing place for people who love the Buffalo Bills. Um, Milo oddly also loved the wings from a place in Windsor Terrace called The Sicilian. Apparently, Milo and his friends discovered this quite by accident. They were working for the 78th Precinct baseball organization one day and were working in the 78th Precinct's warehouse, kind of getting together baseball equipment, masks, mitts, bases, bats for the peewees, and came time to order lunch. And they had a menu for the Sicilian, which was right around the corner from the warehouse. They decided to order wings and found them to be delicious. I happen to know the pizza at the Sicilian is also pretty good, so it was funny for them to settle on the wings. But I've discussed with Milo's friends in the last couple of months uh, the relative merits of wings in our neighborhood. And the Sicilian ranks pretty high. Um, For our family, we loved very much Coco Rocco rotisserie chicken, which is on Fifth Avenue, a Peruvian rotisserie chicken place. Uh, Coco Roco sadly closed about five years ago. I guess it's good for them that they closed before the pandemic and before the walls came crumbling down. Sad for the neighborhood that Coco Roco closed because you could not beat a Coco Roco rotisserie chicken, two sides, entire family, 20 bucks, let's go. Um, and uh, very, very delicious. Um, Zorn's fried chicken, I have to put in a 
a um, a tip of the cap to Zorn's fried chicken. I grew up eating a fried chicken on Long Island on the South Shore called Zorn's, and I was very grateful to discover when Milo went to sleepaway camp that one of his great friends lived just around the corner from one of the two Zorn's establishments. So anytime Milo would visit his friends out on Long Island, his sleepaway camp friends, I would be sure to stop in at Zorn's and pick up a couple of buckets of skinless fried chicken, bring them home. And Milo had the good taste to immediately discover that the Zorn's chicken was delicious and it remained one of his favorites throughout. Uh, I talked in a previous episode about Ample Hills. Milo always loved the Ample Hills dark chocolate ice cream. In that respect, he and his mother were very much in the same camp. If it wasn't chocolate, why bother eating it if it was ice cream? I'm uh, a little bit more in the vanilla camp. Max is a little bit more of a wild card. Uh, but Milo very much agreed with Alana that if they're, if you're eating ice cream, it may as well be chocolate. And if it's going to be chocolate, why not make it dark chocolate? One other pizza place that Milo loved, and this is actually a pretty good story about Milo. When Milo went to PS321, the local elementary school, they were permitted in fourth and fifth grade to go out to lunch. Sort of incredible when I think about it, fourth graders and fifth graders being given the run of a swath of the neighborhood to go out to lunch. Um, They weren't permitted to go wherever they wanted, but within a, a couple of block radius, They were permitted to go to lunch in the neighborhood. And Milo loved the pizza at this place that was right next door to the school called South Brooklyn Pizza. The pizza was delicious, but it was $5 a slice, one of the first establishments uh, anywhere in New York City to charge $5 a slice. In fact, I think Defara was the very first. Anyway, uh, South Brooklyn was charging $5 a slice. Milo loved it. It ended up being sort of an expensive daily undertaking. But if it was a food that he loved, we were happy to encourage it. What happened at South Brooklyn Pizza was, because the pizza was so expensive and it was right next door to a school, the owners of the pizza place discovered that they were missing an opportunity to draw in more kids because the pizza was so expensive. So they opened up a much cheaper pizza restaurant inside South Brooklyn Pizza, a restaurant, I think it was called Percy's. And inside one establishment under one roof, there were two pizzas sold from two different pizza ovens. One was $5 a slice, one was $2 a slice. And despite our best efforts to convince Milo that the two pizzas were made by the same hands, under the same roof, in the same establishment, we suspected with the same ingredients, he absolutely refused to make the switch to Percy's and stuck with South Brooklyn pizza throughout. And we were stuck paying $5 a slice, despite the fact that he would go to the establishment with his friends And they were perfectly satisfied with Percy's Pizza. Milo also loved uh, a bakery that opened up around the corner from us, Simple Loaf, the Simple Loaf Croissant. Fantastic and becoming famous in the neighborhood, as is the rest of the stuff at Simple Loaf. Um, I'd have to also put a shout out here for Alana's pumpkin bread. Um, Alana has a wonderful pumpkin bread recipe from her dear friend and our dear friend and Milo's dear friend, Helen Wanderstock. Alana continues to make that pumpkin bread and did throughout Milo's lifetime, and he always loved it. Another thing that he always kept a taste for, even as he was treating and his taste buds and everything else was significantly impacted. Uh, I also have to mention a Peter Luger's copy, a steakhouse in Naples, Florida, called Andre's Steakhouse. 
Apparently, a gentleman by the name of Andre used to work at Peter Luger's in Brooklyn. And when he moved to Naples, Florida, he decided to open up a restaurant in the style of Peter Luger's. They serve steak uh, in a way that was very similar to the way it was served at Peter Luger's. And they also had the same side, the potatoes, the creamed spinach, and also had the bacon and lamb chop appetizers. It was really, really good. And it was very much in the style of Peter Luger's. And I would call it a B-plus knockoff of Peter Luger's, which is very high praise. And Milo loved it too. It was always great when we were down in Florida visiting my parents, Milo's grandparents, to be able to have a Peter Luger's type steak experience. Um, That was really, really special to us down in Florida. Uh, I have to mention a place in California. Um, We took... Alana and I and Max and Milo took a vacation to Los Angeles. And as soon as we said that we were going to Los Angeles, our great friends, Andrew and Alana Friedman, and um, their son, Milo's great friend, Jacob, told us that we needed to go to the Griddle Cafe in Los Angeles. Some of you out there may have heard of it. The Griddle Cafe is a pancake diner and a breakfast diner in Los Angeles that serves absurd portions of pancakes and waffles. And um, Milo enjoyed a waffle that was loaded with Nutella and whipped cream there. And it was a totally unique and totally overwhelming dining experience. I think we went there three times over the course of a week. And our group order for the four of us progressively got smaller because the portions were so huge. And despite the fact that they got smaller, even on our third visit, we weren't able to get the order down to the right size and we still had... Uh, leftovers. Uh, The last two food things I need to mention, one from when Milo was very young. Milo always loved the coffee at Connecticut Muffin. I tell this story because Connecticut Muffin is directly across the street from Milo and Max's elementary school, PS321. And when Milo was very, very, very young, Max was a kindergartner at 321, and Alana or I would take Max to school with Milo in tow, usually in a stroller, and when he was a little older, walking beside us. And Milo would always want to go to Connecticut Muffin after we dropped Max off, and no matter what he got there, he was always eager to steal a coffee from Alana or me, and one of the previously mentioned Helen Wanderstock's favorite stories was Max had a great friend uh, throughout elementary school, Sarah J, who was Helen's daughter. So we would sometimes walk to school with them or sometimes just meet up after we dropped Sarah J and Max off. And either Alana or I or both of us and Helen would go across the street to Connecticut Muffin for coffee. And she just could not get enough of the fact that no matter what was ordered for Milo, He would always find a way to sneak around and get his hands on somebody's coffee. And Helen always got such a kick out of it. And I remember with such great warmth and fondness, the connection that Helen and Milo had as Milo would catch Helen's eye and be quote unquote sneaking around to get his hands on someone's coffee. Um, Really beautiful memories. The other thing I do need to mention is a restaurant that opened and closed um, very quickly in our neighborhood within the last couple of years called New Blue. 
this was a French restaurant that Alana, Milo, and I liked quite a bit. It was good. It never quite got the vibe right for the neighborhood, and I think that probably explains why it didn't make it. But the reason I mention it particularly is because it's a restaurant that Alana, Milo, and I went to regularly while Milo was treating. They took very good care of him there, and Milo loved the French toast there. And um, we would go there many Sundays. Max was um, in college, and uh, we would order brunch. Milo would get the French toast, and we would make our football picks for that day. And then we would get Max's football picks later in the day. We'd pick each NFL game with the spread, and all of us would pick all the games. And at the end of Monday Night Football, we would all um, compare our picks and see how we did. And I have very fond and painful memories of um, sitting with Milo and Alana at New Blue while he was treating Milo eating his French toast um, in a really nice setting in the atrium that they had outside there. And that sort of picked up on an idea of something that we did. I guess I lied when I said that would be the last thing, because I have to mention the Park Slope Diner on Fifth Avenue down by um, 8th Street. This is a diner that we called The Diner, that Alana and I, Max and Milo, probably ate at a hundred times um, over the last 20 years, maybe more. Um, we would go there any weekend day that we didn't have some other activity, usually a sports activity scheduled. And the four of us would sit and do whatever the activity was that the boys were interested in at the time. I remember playing tops attacks with the boys. I remember doing football picks with the boys. I know I played cribbage with Milo there quite a few times. The boys and we would play Odrat together, and it was a wonderful spot. The food could not have been more mediocre, but we just called it The Diner, and it was wonderful when the boys were blissfully unaware of just how mediocre it was. Sorry if anybody from The Diner is is listening to this. Um, but it was a wonderful family spot, and we would go as a foursome. We would often go with Jonas and Marie and Charlie and Martin and Johnny. We would often go with Jeff and Lydia and their boys, Ben and Alex. And it was a real neighborhood um, establishment. And um, Milo always, every time we went there, ordered the same thing. Belgian waffle with powdered sugar and cinnamon. And we went there even a couple times while Milo was treating it. It's been the same owner and waiters and waitresses there forever. And even when we went there when he was treating, the waitress would come over to the table, treat us just as she always did, and look at Milo and just say, waffle with powdered sugar and cinnamon, and he would just nod, and a coffee, and he would just nod, and she'd be on her way. And it was um, really, really memorable. Well, that's it for this episode of Milo Time. I hope you'll join us again sometime in the near future for more episodes of Milo Time when we discuss other things that Milo loved.